Welcome, everybody. This is Story Life, a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers and sometimes some awesome guests. Uh, my name is Clinton Cornwall, and I'm here with my co-host... Alan C. Gardner. Uh, this is episode 29, which we recorded uh, by my, by my uh, estimation in late April of 2022, so a solid year and a half ago. Man, this was... <laughs> This, this was, is a uh, venting this episode. Is a real, this is a lot of venting, and I, I gotta say, it was—it's crazy. Like to list, I can feel my—I can feel my stress. Like when my stress flares up, I can feel the anxiety. I, I remember exactly like what was going on then, the general feeling that I had about certain things, and I'm just happier to be in a much better space <laughs> space now overall with everything with all that. So anyway, uh, during this conversation, yeah, like, like Clinton just said, we there's a lot of frustration being discussed. We discuss a wide range, in fact, of sources of frustration. Including uh, the search for paying gigs and some issues that come with the uh, the freelance life, freelance frustration, if you will. Some disappointing revenue from, from indie films and how that goes with the the payouts from the platforms and all that jazz and how that's always kind of changing and shifting, what have you, navigating those waters. Uh, festivals, um, sometimes a source of frustration, that's for sure. We get into that a little bit. And so on and so forth. But uh, we also talk about plenty of bright spots and wonderful experiences in our various fields. So, hey, I think it's pretty pretty well-balanced stuff right there. We talk about this stuff because I think it's helpful as, a, as, a, as an independent filmmaker especially. Sometimes you feel like you're struggling alone. And the fact mm. is, like, a lot of us have these same struggles and frustrations. And so we are putting voice to our experiences in hopes that... You out yes. there, if you're listening, can hear it, relate to it, commiserate with us, and feel a bit less alone in your struggles. So it's it's productive venting. It's I mean I think indie venting when you have to do it is productive because you got to get the things off your chest. But uh, but yeah no totally I, we, we we want it to be uh, of use uh, for sure. So yeah yeah. But uh, before we get to the episode, I just wanted to remind you guys, put it out there. Me and Alan, we are creative coaches and consultants. We, this is what Story Life is. This is our business. So um, the kind of supportive dialogue we have here on the podcast, we're happy to do that for you even more so. So yeah, if you you need any support, hit us up. You know, story, we are storylife.com. Yep. We love those consultations. We love connecting. Uh, so yeah, we'd love to hear from you. All right. On that note, let's uh, let's dive into uh, this uh, this venting session here. I am a little. I'm a little under the weather too. So, oh, gotcha, um, you know, gotcha. I'm, I'm feeling a little frazzled. You know, that might have something to do with it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's funny. I, I use the word frazzled to describe my state just a, a little while ago because uh, <laughs> I had to get. A, I, I wanted to get my run in real fast. I had to get a run in my sh- and a shower in real fast before I could hop on with you. And I was like, ah, a little frazzled, a little frazzled right now. <laughs> but we're good. We're here. Constant state of we're life. Good. It feels like it was right after two. I have to play like um. Sometimes a game of like refrigerator Tetris. Uh, when I get back from the, <laughs> from, the from the grocery store, and there was some of that yep. going on big time too. Oh, like, I know. Oh, I, I just know that. Like, gotta put this last salad kit in, and there's nowhere for it to go. If you uh, arrange this, take all these out over here, put yeah, all these things back yeah. over this way, it might just create just enough space. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at it. I tend to be pretty good at it. Um, so you know, I, I I handled it, but uh, but yeah, that that up a few minutes. We did the uh, took took man. There's a lot going on. I know there's a lot going on with you too, so I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll take on the onus a little bit here, if you will. Um, 
There's but definitely something I, I, I want to get your perspective on towards the I end of the I do want to hear. Here, but go ahead. Yeah. Fire, that, fire away. I want to hear about you. And I do want to also hear about your premiere because uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge deal. So yes. let's see. Man. Okay. So since last time we spoke, I went to uh, Alabama, as you know, went to Huntsville for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. For to do that uh, academic thing. Yeah. So basically. It was so the University of uh, Alabama at Huntsville, uh, the film professor there, uh, Joey Watson, Dr. J, as the kids call him, was my uh, <laughs> my acting and film teacher in high school. And oh. uh, and now we're friends and, you know, we've kept in touch. And he basically got the school to finance uh, a feature film. Uh, like, you know, a low budget feature film, but still like, you know, I mean, within the range of a lot of the movies that I've made <laughs> you know yeah um <clears throat> so you got the school to finance it basically for the students to work you know be on the crew and like mm-hmm. he was directing it and he brought on like um professional dp for at least a couple of the weeks of the shoot and then um uh and yeah a couple of the first ad works a lot around there so anyway it's a nice mix of like students and you know and professionals and actors from the the community around there. And then basically he got this, he hired me to write the script last summer. Yeah. And then they hired me again to go out there and act in it. Um, yeah, yeah. To act in it and to, uh, conduct a screenwriting screen, conduct a screenwriting. Sorry. I had to clear out the ear pod. I was conduct a screenwriting workshop out there. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So both, um, great experiences like acting like you know i hadn't acted in uh two years uh basically since right before the pandemic uh in large part because of the pandemic <laughs> and uh just yeah. you know uh busy schedule you know I, you know i had a, a river another baby like within those intervening two years too so just a lot going on and um so yeah it was it was nice going out there to do this it's kind of roll it's a role that was one of the nice things, but you know, it's like, you know, I, since I wrote it and he basically like wanted me to, like, he's like basically whatever role I wanted to play. So I wrote a kind of role that I hadn't really played before yet that I really wanted to play. So that was really cool. And it was nice yeah. kind of going out there and like, um, I just felt really like engaged with it. It's always nice. Like, you know, it's a skill set that you haven't really gotten to, to utilize in a little bit. Cause you know, we all, we do various things and, um, so yeah, it was like, oh, okay. Like it was nice. Like, you know, I did, I did my prep as I do and I showed up ready to roll and I just felt really, uh, yeah. Engaged, like click, like locked in, dialed in. And, uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's nice. Like, yeah, I can, I can still totally do, <laughs> still, still totally do this. And I, you know, I felt it was like one of my best, I felt really good about the work. Um, awesome. Yeah. It was just a really cool experience. Like it was just so nice to like everyone on set was like, again, like, the mix of people, like there's no ego, which is just so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And fortunately yeah. for me, I don't usually have to deal with a lot of ego, but you know, sometimes when people and like, he can I, mess up everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's like ego, I mean, it all kind of ties into like ego or someone thinking that their job is more important than other people's jobs or just people like bringing their shit into the production to a debt, you know, and making it detrimental to everyone else. You know what I mean? Um, there was none of that. At least not from my experience. There's just a great group of people such a positive time. I, it was, you know, so much fun. And yeah. And I really, really enjoyed playing that character. And then, um, doing the workshop was also very, very, um, very gratifying. 
very fulfilling. Um, you know, basically I wrote, created this, this workshop, um, that I'm really excited about that, you know, it's kind of like, okay. Cause they basically gave me carte blanche, like decide like, you know, something in the filmmaking vein, but you know, I could pretty much pick, like I was allowed to pick whatever I wanted the workshop to be. And mm-hmm. there wasn't much criteria outside of, you know, film. So I, I made one called choose your own perspective. Um, and I decided to focus in on, on writing on screenwriting for that. And so I kind of made it like, okay, like how, what do I have to bring to the table that's unique and that's a benefit that, you know, they couldn't find necessarily like in another workshop or just by Googling, you know, whatever screenwriting and whatnot. So it kind of became like, as I wrote, it kind of became about, you know, a lot about, yeah, it's kind of like life and writing and how the, the, you know, two, like, you know, one informs the other. And so it was kind of like a screenwriting, but also like, <laughs> like a life coaching of sorts. Like, I mean, it's all very connected. So I, I, I agree with that. I love that. Thanks, man. It's all super connected. Yeah. Cause again, like I wanted to give them something very personal and very like indicative of me. So, you know, I felt like that's, you know, would be most worthwhile. And a lot of it too is like, okay. And I, I you know, whenever I do talk to classes and I've been, I've been fortunate enough to talk to a few at this point, um, I try to think of like, okay, well, what also like what, like, what do I have to say? And also what, you know, specifically like too, like, what do I wish <clears throat> someone had said to me? Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause I think that's obviously, I think that's a good place to come from. And obviously, you know, no advice is uh, for everyone, so to speak, or necessarily, I don't know, but I kind of felt like everything I said is like, oh, I wish, you know, this is stuff I learned along the way. And it would have been nice yeah. to like, you know, to have heard it from someone else. And, you know, I've also been on, you know, a part of various workshops and classes and this, that, the other over the years. And a lot of them have been great. But anyway, I kind of want to get into some things that. I try to make it a lot about me being vulnerable and totally open too, because um, I think that's always of uh, of value. So anyway, so that was really cool. It was nice, like, um, so like the first like thirty minutes of it were basically me just you know going through all the sections and me talking basically for thirty minutes straight. So, <laughs> and I was pretty I was pretty nervous because like I had just created the workshop like that month. Yeah, and that's a lot. So you to, like you, know, you haven't. Yeah, you hadn't like tested the material and stuff yet. And tested it and also it was like a lot that I just written that I'm like, you know, I'm like I tried to memorize as much of it as possible, but also like, you know, I was shooting all these scenes that week as well, so like I kind of had to prioritize like, you know, memorize like, you know, memorizing the lines and uh doing all that prep and whatnot. So, it was kind of a mad dash to like uh to get the workshop together, but I had it in a good state and basically like, you know, I was like, okay, you know, it's kind of like a healthy amount of uh, nervousness going on. But it was, yeah, it was just a lot. I'm like 30 minutes straight of like me going and trying to hit all these points and do it in a way that feels, you know, uh, that feels natural and that's impactful and whatnot. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I, you know, made it, I did it and I felt good about it. And I definitely like also, you know, clocked a few things like, oh, next time I do this, like I might change this, this, this. But the really cool part was when, so it was like 30 minutes of me doing that. And then I gave them a writing exercise for 15 minutes. And the, mm-hmm. the point of the writing exercise was to get the ball rolling on them writing a script that is, you know, very personal to them. That's indicative of yeah. who they are. That's indicative of their, um, of their, of their perspective, of their interests or feelings or observations and, or all those things, you know? And so, yeah. So basically I gave them five questions, like five prompts, like, you know, and one thing would like lead to the next. And then by the end of it, you know, they would have like some semblance of a, of a story uh, and a character or characters and whatnot and what they're going after. So it was really cool, like watching them engage with that. 
Um, and then I did like a Q and a after, um, and that was a lot of fun too. Cause again, it's a very different thing too. When it's like, you know, especially after, you know, jamming through like that 30 minutes of all the stuff that I'd written that I, you know, mm-hmm. tried to drill as much as possible. But then like just in the, you know, being able to be, able to be in the moment, just answering their questions. Like, I love that shit. Like I can do that. Yeah. Like anytime. Like, that's, that's no, <laughs> no problem. That's always very fun for that's, sure. That's no problem. And so, cause it's like, oh, I just get to answer questions. Like, you know, be honest and like, you know, speak my truth and like, uh, talk about things that I'm passionate about, like awesome. And especially like when their enthusiasm is, is, is present. And it was just cool seeing that the, the, cause the kind of the whole point of it was like, okay, getting this writing exercise, you know, getting, you know, having them click with that and getting them going on, on a script that they could write if they chose to. And so I felt like, yeah. okay, like it, you know, it worked if you will. Like I felt the, um, I, I it was cool. Like seeing them engage with it and feeling like it delivered, uh, ultimately like what I wanted it to deliver. And like, you know, again, That's moving great. forward, like there's certain things like I'll fine tune or whatnot, but it was nice to see. It's like, okay, this thing could be effect is, is effective. Um, and if people who are like, receptive to it or whatnot, you know, uh, check it out, then it could, yeah, who knows? I, I just, I love the idea of like inspiring people to, to write a script that, that means something to them. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that was really cool. So that whole, that whole experience is really cool. Um, awesome. The, the hard part was just being away I'm jealous. from. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you it's something <laughs> you would have really uh, enjoyed as well. Well, maybe not that. Well, I know you. Or I, I don't. Know I'm not much of an actor acting. like you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the rest of it, though, uh, the workshop. No, part, no, it sounds like a really cool experience. For it sure. was cool, man. Yeah. The only the hard part was just, you know being away from from Chelsea and the boys. Um, but I knew too, like you know, it's like okay, well, this will pat like because now like when I'm talking about it. I kind of I described it like, you know, as soon as I got back, it's like, okay, well, now that it's, and it's kind of, I knew what was going to happen to you before I left because it was really hard leaving. But I'm like, well, in a week, I'll be back and then I will have had this experience and then I'll just be able to think about like all the positive things of it. You know what I mean? I'll be through the whole missing my family part because uh, now I'll be yeah. back with my family. So now, like, when I talk about it, um, I'm just really thinking about the positive parts. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, so that happened. And then uh, Lyle started preschool right after we last Ooh. spoke. He started on March 14th. Um, and that's been difficult. Uh, so it's like he's, he's at school. right? Well, because every day he says, I don't want to go to school <laughs> multiple times Aww. for starters. And now it's been, uh, it's coming up on, you know, March 14th. Today's April 21st. So. You know, we're in week six or yeah, I had all the day. Yeah. Basically coming up in a month and a half. Um, it's interesting. Basically, there's a lot of things he likes about it. Um, like he likes his friends there. He likes, you know, the toys they play with. He likes the food. He likes his teacher. Like he likes a lot. Basically, the sticking point is just that, you know, Chelsea and I are not there. Um, and oh, so yeah. every day he's trying to negotiate. To Which is deal. exactly why he's got to go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's that thing too. Where it's it's a lot of things where you know he's three, um, coming up on three and a half, and he's just at that age where he needs school, like he needs that. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, like you know, based on his that socialization and and just the socialization some time away from you guys, his, and his stuff curiosity, like that, yeah. his energy, yeah, needing to like be able to socialize, and like part of it too is like as hard as it is for him right now. That's kind of like you know, to the point as well where like he needs to be able to, um 
uh, you know, because we don't want it's that thing where and it's tough, man. Like it's that thing where we don't want him to be, you know, too. I mean, he's three, so he's gonna be dependent on us. But you know, you don't want to breed like codependency, and part yes. of that comes with like him, you know, learning, you know, to play with other kids, which he does. He's great. He's great with that, but also like you know, taking in, you know, instruction like from a teacher and like learning from an adult aside from his family. Um, yeah. So we know it's very healthy for him. We know it's very good for him, and his it's very very good for his development for sure. And we can already see like a lot but of. But still you know, challenging. <laughs> it's still very challenging. Yeah, and it's still like. You know, we kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's ups and downs with it. Like the first week was really hard, um, for, for him, for us. You know, I like, I guess I, yeah, I think, yeah, we spoke like a few days before, but like, man, I, I cried so hard that first day. Maybe we did talk about, I can't remember. Basically I cried so hard that first day. Like I literally had a headache. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. 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 I remember you mentioned that. So, um, that week was really, really tough. So, and then like, you know, we've all adjusted since then. Um, but it can still be pretty tough at times. Like, again, like it's now that thing where like, he kind of like says he doesn't want to go and he like cries when he gets there. And sometimes that's really tough. Sometimes he's definitely putting on the act though. Like he goes through the routine a little bit. So it's not like insincere, but he's kind of like going through the motions of like, I'm upset. Like I want to go home. But then like, as soon as Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm kind of like, as soon as he can't see me, like I'm getting back in the van, I'm driving away. Like I see him like playing and having a good time. Like, so uh, it's tricky, man. It's a lot of things. And I was, you know, you're just trying to make sure that you're doing right by your kid and that you're, you know, putting them in positive situations. And yeah, so it's, it's interesting. That's one of the interesting things to like, you know, every day, because obviously like, obviously if you just simply, if you just simply gave your kid, your three-year-old kid, like what they want at any given moment all the time, <laughs> yeah. that would be terrible for work. them. <laughs> and so like the way I describe it too, is like, I was try like, you know, um, keep our kids like as happy as possible right now, but also like keeping an eye on like what they're going to be like as adults um, yeah. and trying to raise kids who will, you know, uh, not be entitled or spoiled or like, you know, um, developmentally um, stifled, stymied, what have you uh, by us because we, we gave into certain things too often or we, you know, we impeded their, their development. Like, obviously we don't want to do that. So, uh, so sometimes, you know, your kid has to like get upset about and go through it like that because you have to say, yeah. you find yourself, you have to say no to certain things a lot. Um, so anyway, so yeah, it can be pretty hard uh, sending him to school sometimes, but at the same time, like I, I know it's very good for him. So, um, so that's always been a huge, a huge thing. Um, and like, you know, I think get a little more time, like we'll see. We're just like, I was joking the other day. I'm like, I don't want to go to school. It's going to be like his, at this rate, it's going to be like his high school, like senior yearbook quote. Um, he just <laughs> well, like, and that's, I, as I understand it, that's one of the big challenges as a parent is sort of like, like giving credence to the moment to moment emotion yeah. of the situation, but also having like not getting too sucked into it and keeping an eye on like the long-term development and exactly. what's better for a kid, uh, even if it's harder in the moment. I, that sounds like, one of the fundamental challenges a hundred percent yeah well said like that's totally is yeah because there's certain things too where it's like oh this would be like a quick fix or this would be like you know all right this would you know that urge like oh just give him what he wants right now so like get him through this tantrum or whatever but that's you know that's a real slippery slope and you can't really you don't want to take the easy out or the quick fix too often like at all because that's yeah that's just not good like that it's no good. It's no good for like their, you know, yeah, for the development. 
Um, so yeah, every day is kind of like a, that balancing act of like trying to figure like, you know, and then sometimes it's going to get, the more you do it, you know, the more it can be pretty obvious in certain moments too. It's like, well, obviously I shouldn't, you know, cave into this demand. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, certain moments are like really like blaringly, you know, obvious, but, uh, it can get tricky because there's a lot of those decisions to make, uh, every day. So anyway, and a lot of it too is just like staying calm as much as possible, like through the storm or whatnot and not, um, reacting, uh, not getting angry, you know, not, um, yeah, reacting in any kind of quote unquote childish manner, uh, and just like trying to stay as calm and in control as possible. Um, that's another thing too. It's like, if you, you react a certain way, well, first of all, it's like, you know, and some, you know, it's basically, it's, you know, it's their job at this age to like push the boundaries and test the limits and, all those things. And it's our job to, to create the boundaries and to enforce the boundaries and the limits and whatnot. And we're supposed to, you know, they might like, you know, have a tantrum or whatnot, but obviously we as adults, like, but they're, they're small children. So that's allowed. But we as adults like have to remain as calm as possible in those moments. Even if you feel really, really frustrated or really, you know, once again, frazzled and whatnot inside, you just got to try to cover it and just, uh, stay calm, cool and collected. So, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, but no, but we're, I mean, we're doing really well. And it's also like something I, I try to keep in mind too. Like I know how good this is for River and that helps a lot as well um, because, you know, now River gets to have more, t- you know, River had never had the experience of being the only kid at home. Um, and Lyle had had that, you know, until River, <laughs> until River was born. So... Yeah, so it's good to you for River to be able to, you know, just have that attention from us. Um, being the only kid at home for a few hours, five days a week, and, you know, be able to have his run of the toys and the activities and what he gets to do, you know, where it's not a negotiation <laughs> with what yeah. with what um, his brother wants to do. So, yeah, so that's good as well. Um, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, we're families, we're doing really well. Um yeah, man, my big thing right now, like, you know, and usually the case is, is just, um, all, you know, figuring out next moves and just trying to juggle all these projects um, and just kind of make it all work. I have so many different things. What are you, I'm, yeah, what are you juggling right now, I guess? What's the list? Well, it's part of it, too. It's like, you know, it's the immediate thing of like, okay, I need to make more money now. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> I feel that you know, that's, I feel that's that kind of like, right the, now. that's kind of like an ongoing thing. Like, you know, cause especially like with our like line of work, it's, I, I tend to get these gigs that are like, um, nice bursts of money. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. fortunately, like sometimes when they come through, like they come through, uh, pretty well. And so that can help, you know, financially like sustain for, for a little bit. Um, but that being said too, like sometimes it can be, uh, yeah, just tough. Just trying to figure out like, okay, what's the next thing in the company? Like, you know, I, I apply to these things on, online and whatnot and uh it was also like we had a rough um our first quarter for cold feet was very disappointing so that was a that was a blow that was a that was a blow um we couldn't really make sense i mean like can you disclose that do you want are you able to talk about that more specifically i can get into that a little bit um all these i guess what were your expectations and what were the results i guess so I'll say this is like, what I'm curious about. I'll set the expect I set the expectations in my mind very low so I could have a pleasant surprise. 
and it went like well under and my expectations like were oh god very reason it went well under like my low expectation um i'll just say that for now, <laughs> for now. um oh i'm just can you well, uh would you be willing to give me like a ballpark number in terms of like you don't have to give me like the specific numbers but like a ballpark on what you were expecting I set and my expectation. I, yeah, yeah, your your low expectation. I figured. What was the I figured we, we realist, I figured we make at least a couple grand, and so I set my mm-hmm. expectation at a as, at a thousand, and it was well under that. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that Oof. it was it was it was a fucking gut punch. It was a slap in the face and a gut punch, um, but also like you know, as with all these things, you try to find the positive and like trying to learn from it and this that and the other. It was especially too is like you gotta get like the whole journey with that movie in particular has been so you know. Yeah, arduous. I'm like, as I was telling Brad, I'm like, yeah, like after all these years, all this debt, and I'm still working my way through. Um, all the, you know, all the work to make the movie, obviously, and to market the movie, and all the emails and all the everything I sent out, and the messages, and the posts, and all this stuff, uh, to market the movie after everything, and then to have that come in was just, um, it was, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, so the marketing. Uh, just um, that sucks. Sorry, I'm very sorry that it happened. But just to drill into this a little bit more, because I'm curious for my own uses and also just you know, uh, creating content for the podcast listeners out there, mm-hmm. if they ever exist. <laughs> um, your marketing for the film. So the distributor you were with, you were with Indie Rights, if I remember correctly. They don't really do Correct. any marketing of the films, really. Correct. Right? And, if, Correct. and if, in fairness to them, that's part of the deal. And also, like, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's like. You also part of the appeal with them is there's no marketing cap, which can be yes, not yes, just they're, which, they're not taking any money which, for it. Yeah. Which, can, which can be not just a, a hurdle, but a fucking like you can get stonewalled by just certain marketing caps. Some you know some distributors will never say anything because their marketing cap yeah because they, they so just, ridiculous yeah yeah they just take it all into marketing cap and you don't know where that money's going yeah okay so no support by distributor what you you got into a little bit there but like can you break down like was it just you basically marketing this by yourself? Did you have anybody helping you? Well, um, that's another tricky area too, where it's like we had it was mostly me. Yeah, we had um, a couple interns. It's a long thing because basically, like, we had a couple interns, and they're supposed to be for, the movie was supposed to come out in the summer. Um, but due to you know again like limited budget resources, we had to wait uh, longer than we thought we would for certain deliverables to be completed. Um, yeah. So the movie didn't, <laughs> the movie didn't get released until the fall. So these kids were back in school, so they weren't able to do as much. Yeah. And it kind of just like, you know, they did what they could, but it was basically not what we had in mind. Um, for a variety of reasons, mostly because the release date got pushed to, we thought it'd be like maybe July, like June or July. And it got, you know, it was September 26th. Um, so yeah, so there was that. So then it wound up being a lot of it was mostly me, yeah. Um, just with like social media posts, like your email list. Yeah. Uh, was there other things you're trying to do? I mean, most of those, yeah, the social media posts, which you know, this takes hours. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it recently, strate- so I know, strategically I know. boosting the you know, boosting certain posts, like creating videos, like for creating content for the posts. Um, and yeah, texts, emails, Facebook messages what have you like basically I go through my list of like people and whether they reached, you know, I, they reached out to me through Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or what have you. And then I, you know, I reach out to them to let them know about the new movie. And part of it too, is just that like Amazon prime, like the fucking, 
the the share that they give to the filmmakers. Oh yeah, plummeted, plummeted. Yeah. I don't know if this is the exact quote, but I know it went from like, like when Being Awesome came out uh, four years ago. Um, I think it was basically I think it was six cents per hour streamed, which doesn't sound like much, but like it can add up. Um, and it did for a little while. And then once you got to like a certain, I can't remember what the, I think it was like once you got to like a hundred thousand hours stream, maybe more basically then there's tier two and then you're getting like 12 cents per hour streamed, like nine to 12 cents per hour stream, yeah. something like that. And we were in that tier for a little while there. And then at some point they just like removed the movie. <laughs> like it was yeah. on just like, yeah. it was doing really well. And then it kind of like dropped off a cliff cause they stopped like push, yeah. their algorithm stopped pushing it. And then they just totally removed it, which I'm still bummed about. And I don't know why, because now it's annoying too. Because I had someone like reach out to me on Vimeo, um, a few months ago. Like, I just want to buy Being Awesome. <laughs> like, I can't buy it because even like you know our other movie, like, so like we got lucky and Save Yourself and Bad Bad Men are lo- no longer streaming for free on Prime, but they're there on Amazon for people to rent or to buy. You know, yeah. um, but Being Awesome they just completely took off. So now I just need to like. I, you know, I've been wanting to, meaning to, and like need to like prioritize, like I'm going to put, you know, being awesome up on Vimeo on demand soon, uh, with maybe do like commentary or whatnot, uh, and make that available. So people will have the option of at least somewhere to buy it. Uh, right now it's, it's streaming for free on Tubi, which is great. And then Voodoo, I believe. Yeah. Tubi and Voodoo. So it's, it's there, it's out there, but it's not, it just kind of pisses me off that people can't even buy it on Amazon. If they wanted to. And like, you know, Amazon gives you no, there's no, they don't give you a reason for doing it. They just kind of do it. Um, so anyway, so now, so then like I'd heard that like a couple years ago, um, I think on that podcast, Indie Film Hustle, they mentioned that like, oh yeah, the Amazon, the share for, you know, for filmmakers is going yeah. down from like six cents in that, in the base tier to like a sliding scale to like two to six cents or three to six cents. And then yeah. I heard, depending on like all this, you know, bullshit basically. And then, um, and now I heard it's one cent. So I don't know if that's totally true, the one cent part, but I do know from seeing, because basically that first quarter was basically it's been all, changing a lot. They've been, been changing, changing it, a lot. Uh, experimenting a lot. Yeah. That first quarter was was all Amazon, and it's funny too because then we saw like um, our distributor posted a couple months ago. They posted a snapshot of January's revenue from Amazon. And it was yeah. like, oh, usually, you know, January is pretty slow, but, you know, some of these movies are doing really well right now. And, like, we were, we were doing pretty well in January. So, at least we know it gets a little better, maybe for the time being. But, yeah. like, January, like, was much more. So, we were like, oh, if that's how well we did in January, like, we must have done even better, like, in fucking October. Like, you know, like, Halloween month. You know what I mean? Like, we must have done well. And then November and, and December, like, you know, view, holiday viewing times, you know. Um, but for some reason, like it just did a lot better. It did a lot, a lot better in January than it did the first three months combined. Um, and then we'll see, like, we'll see some, again, it might just drop off a cliff at a certain point. And also the, it's now on the Roku channel too, which is great because the Roku Roku channel pays more. Um, and it went up on the Roku channel, like at the very end of last year. So, so that's, yeah, I just think, uh, I mean, your, yours is another example, but I think the efficacy of that personal, marketing to your social networks is 
it's just really ineffective, really, for the, I think for the time put in and, and the results generated and stuff is the mm-hmm. sense that I'm getting. But the the hard part is okay. It's like you can't do that. What else? What else do you do with that? Right, point, right, right. You know? And well, you know, I will say uh, this too. Like I, I'm, you know, I again, like always learning and always trying to like you know adapt and whatnot and always trying to take what we learn and of course like whatever uh, change up approach accordingly. But at the same time, like I do enjoy as much as possible like reaching out to people and to like fans and like letting them know directly about something like i do yeah. want to i do want to keep that up um but yeah it, it's yeah it's just tough man and again like now it's too it's like okay like i don't know like in the future it, i would rather not go up on amazon first um if i you know if possible and if maybe trying to like if we would you know whatever distributors we work with in the future like seeing if we can make that a stipulation and if we can't maybe just not going with that distributor i don't know but i would rather yeah. like have it available first through like Tubi pays a lot more uh hoopla pays a lot more i'd like to get something up on hoopla roku channel apparently pays a lot more and so we've got cold feed on on um roku and then we've got uh being awesome save yourself and act one are all on Tubi now which is great um, cause the other thing too, is like some of these people like on Amazon too, like I told us to, cause Brad, cause like our IMDB rating is, is pretty low right now and yeah. Brad can't figure out why. And I understand because like, you know, he's like everyone, you know, we've showed like the screenings have been like, it's, you know, really positive and whatnot. And there are a lot, of, we know there's a lot of fans of the movie. And I said, well, what's something I've noticed is that, and this is just like across the board with indie horror or any variation thereof, like indie comedy, horror, indie, whatever, like the knives are fucking out. Like pretty much every like ultra low budget indie like horror film or some again some variation thereof like is very low low you know has a very low rating on IMDb. Yeah, I mean um, it's just critically. I mean all horror movies really like uh, I'd say like their reviews are typically lower well, than other types of movies, which is which is crazy because horror has such a big fan base. You'd think it'd be the opposite, but well, it typically, seem here's, to be that. the thing is though, like the critics, we got the best reviews we've ever gotten by the crit, like by people who are like critics overall, like, overall well, cool. critical reception has been positive, but it's the users, uh, the IMDb users, the Amazon users who have been like voting it down. And like our letterbox reception has been more positive. Basically like, people like more like quote unquote critical minds so far have like liked it more. Um, then some like the people who are on Amazon, like some of these people on Amazon too, it's just like we've talked about this before, but like it's insane just like how cruel they are and how like just yeah. much they waste their time. Like it's, I still get mad when I think about the woman who posted the entire synopsis that like wrote the entire <laughs> synopsis of the movie. I'm like, Yeah, why are you wasting it? Like all you're doing is like you're literally like and that's the thing, people don't take think about these things, like vote the movie like one star all you want. Like, I don't care, but like don't give away the whole movie. Like that's you're fucking that's food out of my kids mouths like you know yeah. what i'm saying like sound, yeah. that sounds really no, melodramatic no. but it's too it's like i'm trying to make you know this stream of revenue is part of my livelihood um yeah. and so give it one star but don't give away the whole like if people want to like rag on it fine but like they should at least have to put in the time to like watch like again like you're streaming it for free you know what i mean it's like either put in the time to watch it or if you already have a prime membership it's not costing you anything so like i don't know it just that that drives me nuts. Like that lady, like, I don't even know. I wish I could reach out to her. I wish I could communicate with her. Um, yeah. And they used to let you be able to communicate with, you used to, to reply like, to them to reply and now you can't. And that really pisses me off mm. too. 
I'm yeah. like, well, God damn it. So now my thing is, I'm kind of like with Amazon, I'm like, it's just because here's the other thing too, like how it all kind of ties in is like, so a lot of these people on Amazon, I've just learned that like a lot of people like on Amazon, and again, like we've also been on the receiving end, like some of the reviews on Amazon have been wonderful. It meant a lot, like for this movie, for all the movies, but there's always in like, I'm used to, like, the, the gap on this one is bigger because I'm used to like, um, you know, like Bad Bad Man, Bad Bad Man being awesome. Uh, we got lucky. Saber, all those like you know, I'm used to like like rapturous reviews and then like you know damning reviews and whatnot. But this one, it was it's a bigger, it's a I don't know, it's just a lot more. The people who are like negative about it tend to be a little yeah. more gleeful and like are wanting to take the time to like write the reviews. Um, I think some of that too has to do with the genre. They go into it with a certain expectation or whatnot. They're like, this isn't that much of a horror, or this isn't that much of a co- or something. They're like, what is this? Is it a horror or a comedy? I'm like, well, it's kind of like both. Is <laughs> so it's a variety of things. Yeah. Um. So some of them was like, fuck this, just based off of that. They can't pin down what it is or whatever. Um. <laughs> and so, oh yeah. So basically, it's like so you get these Amazon reviewers like leaving their lo- lovely comments, and then when you're and then also on IMDb. It's funny because our IMDb rating is also substantially lower than our Amazon rating, even though like, those two sites are like tied into each other. It seems like the people who go on IMDb are quicker to to rag on it and to give it a lower rating. Like it's a full, hmm. it's a full like you know, like on Amazon right now we're about like six out of ten, something like that. Um, and on IMDb we're four out of ten, so that's a big gap, you know, um, four point one out of ten. And so also the thing was like with certain sites like Tubi and whatnot is that if your IMDb rating is less than five or whatever, when the, when the, when the movie is presented to them for them to consider, like they'll like, that's part of their criteria. They'll rule out movies that are less than five or whatnot. Maybe oh, that's really? Like, oh. Maybe that's not the exact. So it's literally like fucking us like in multiple ways. So I'm yeah. like, and the thing with like Tubi. I'll give you an IMDb review if I haven't already. I appreciate that. Um, the thing with Tubi too is like you can't, you know, there's no reviews on, on Tubi. So it's like if we could find a way just to get like onto Tubi first or whatnot or Hoopla first, or the Roku yeah. channel instead of like being, you know, subjected to like just the, uh, I, I, you know, all the words I think and think of right now are, are too melodramatic. But you know what I'm saying? Just subjected to the bullshit, to the, you know, not bullying, but you know what I'm saying? There's just these people yeah. who like are just too quick to like, again, like, you know, for the most part, I wish that like the critical reflection was a little more consensus was a little more whatever present. As opposed to just like the user reviews, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's like what is it's based on. So anyway, blah blah blah. So that's been that was that was again that was kind of tough, but also like you know. So I kind of like when I told Brad about the the first quarter, I, you know, I wrote him a long email box. I just want to like rattle it off, like, well, this you know <laughs> this sucked, like blah blah blah. And so I just kind of you know tried to point out like all the positives and whatnot. And it's also it's like okay, well you know what the movie's out there. Like I'm happy that it's finally out there and that it is you know earning, um, and that you know that in a few months I should finally be done paying off all the debt. You know it's coming up on that's good. It's coming up on five years now of of <laughs> oh, man of suffocating debt from that movie. Um, so yeah, I think after, but yeah, it's supposed to be like the end of this year. So but after five and a half years, it's supposed to be finally done. But again, that's, you know, that's a struggle too. Every month is, is uh chipping away at that and making that happen. Um, yeah. So anyway, back around to the, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like, it's tough, man. Like work wise, like, like, and I recently, you know, I was, um, someone threw up work. Like I was in talks with her about, uh, writing a short film for her and, 
she'd put she'd put a certain rate on Upwork. I'm like, okay, like a range of rate, and like, and when I submitted, like I put what my you know from my bid, like what my hourly rate would be. I'm like, okay, I could justify like you know this would be this is solid enough for me to is worth my time for me to do the job, right? So then, like, after, like, you know, discussions with her and then, like, or even wrote, like, a sample scene for free as, like, kind of, like, an audition scene, like, blah, 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 and all these things. And and then when I found out what she was actually willing to pay, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, like, so I kind of, like, wrote her. I'm like, well, here's what would work for me. And I was very, like, yeah. you know, I thought I was very fair about it and I was very precise. And I was very, like, and I thought she would at least, um, uh, I'm also used to negotiating, like, you know, for a lot of these, like, writing gigs and various, you know, various, like, you know, you toss out a figure. And sometimes there's a counter, there's usually a counter offer. You know what I mean? There's usually a counter offer and usually you, like, you land at a, at a sweet spot that works for, 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 for all parties. Right. And she just wrote back. She's like, no, it doesn't work for me. Bye. Basically. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Stuff like that. Or I'm like, yeah. you're like, all uh, right, sorry. yeah, the, it's just the freelance thing just drives me nuts. Sometimes it can be wonderful. And there's a lot of things that are wonderful about it, but, um, just dealing with like, I'm like, really? Like you're not going to counter offer. Cause like what you're offering was like, why did you, you, you don't make that post if you're not willing to pay what you say you're going to pay. Like, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like that pissed me yeah, off. Yeah. That's shitty. That's shitty. And like, you wound up wasting some of my time essentially. So anyway, um, but yeah, man. So all that, so basically trying to, you know, keep, um, keep paying on that debt and obviously keep, you know, things afloat and keep our heads above water while also, you know, juggling these various projects um and just trying to find you know the minimal time that i have to work on stuff um yeah it's very it's been very very stressful with all with all that sorry bud no it's all good it's been yeah it's been pretty stressful lately but um you know there's always like good things like you know on the horizon obviously there's a lot of wonderful things happening right now like everyone we're doing we're doing well like everyone's doing well it's just um yeah, I can. I was telling my wife last night too. Like, you know, sometimes I wish, you know, not actually I wish, but like sometimes, like I don't know if you have this, where like every now and then, like, because it's so ingrained in me, like filmmaking and storytelling, it's just such a huge part of who I am, and I wouldn't change it, you know, for the world. Um, but sometimes when I see someone like doing another thing, it's like, oh, that seems refreshing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if <laughs> I if yeah. I just had this one, like, oh, that sounds fucking amazing. Like, so like you just have this one thing that you go do. And like someone tells you essentially what to do and like points you in the direction and you do that job to you like just the best do your it, ability. And then you go home. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Like every I mean, now I feel th- that. I feel yeah. that right now for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's um but again, like, you know, but I do feel all that being said too. I feel so good. Like again, coming off the that Huntsville experience, that was wonderful. Um I was a guest on the podcast a week and a half ago that went really it was just such a great experience. A live podcast. Um those guys were really cool. They're filmmakers too. And that was, you know, there's just a lot of fun. So, excuse me, like a lot of like really wonderful things going on on that front. And yeah. a lot of things, and I'm excited. Like, so, you know, Chelsea too. I'm like, there's so, like all these things I'm really excited about, which is great. Like I'm so engaged in all these things that I do. It's just hard finding the time to do them. And like on a daily basis, like, okay, like what do I need to focus on today in order to keep moving all these, you know, all these balls forward? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but again, you just said you were on a podcast, another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I was a guest on a podcast called the end of the night. David Madison's the end of the night, like a week and a half ago. It was just a lot of, it's a filmmaking podcast. 
Uh, yes, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a filmmaker's podcast. Yeah. It was cool too. Like I'd done, it was only the second live podcast that I've done. The first one was very different. That one was with, um, uh, some friends and I was, we were all in the space together. Like, you know, people that was, you know, that I knew I was very comfortable with. And and that was years ago, but this is the first one. I was like, Oh, I was calling in remotely and just seeing how they conducted the whole thing. Like they were all in different, you know, different residences. Like they're all in their homes. And it's like uh, David Madison and then his co-hosts, um, Joe Ridgely and Scott. I'm blanking on his last name right now. But all really good guys. Um, and yeah, just the way that it's like, okay, you're like waiting in like the the lo- you know the digital lobby or whatnot for them to like to bring you back in. And mm. they have you go out like and they bring on the next guest and they bring you both on together. And it was just really cool. It was like nice seeing like their, um, uh, how the, you know, they had a well-oiled machine going. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Scott Schiaffo. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but yeah, really nice guy. Yeah. So that was really cool. So anyway, just all this cool stuff. Um, but yeah, just that, you know, just that juggling, just try to, yeah, like I said, like keep our heads above water and just keep moving forward with everything. And, um, yeah, trying to stir up more and more opportunities and, and figuring things out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what's uh. So are uh, you working on Breaker Breaker and still editing? Um, yes, yes, yes. And is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, so those are obviously two of the main things. And then I'm writing, um, technically a few. Like I'm trying to focus more so on one right now, but just trying to find time to write on these two scripts and then the book, um, and then uh doing this with you every now and then which obviously is very but also like and then trying to like with our with our side business um yeah trying to get that going trying more. to find time trying, yeah, to find, trying to find time for that for- so you know i've done some research on that and i'm excited for us to you know talk more about all that stuff soon maybe get back on that slack soon because i really believe let's say i really believe in that and then you know did you make like- some posts in that that I missed? Uh, no, no, not recently. I'm just saying, like, I want any. Okay, do I was just soon. my Slack. My Slack notifications are a little inconsistent, so I was worried. I'd yeah, I don't something. think I did. I'll, I'll check, but that's something I'll, I'll probably get back on today. Um, but and then like uh, Gilliam and I have a podcast going too. And then I had a, <laughs> a new idea recently, which I think I'm going to pursue. And I haven't even said anything about it to anyone yet. But I'll tell you right now. I think I'm after that experience. I'm like, Ooh. should I just do a third? <laughs> I'm thinking about doing another podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about doing a, like, a, like a live stream podcast with just me yeah. and then i just bring in like mm-hmm. guests here and there. But i'm like I, i'm like i need something that i can just do quickly and like not overthink it too much and like because i'm already researching like patreon and all these podcast platforms and all these other things for um well for for my podcast with you and for my podcast with gilliam so i'm like i'm already learning all this you know getting all this knowledge from doing those things i'm like well maybe and i have you know this you know setup now and i've you know um i've got two mics now i've got this i've got yours and i've got another one now too and so I've got like the setup for, it. I just got my new MacBook pro, um, brand spanking new, all shiny and stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I, I could really, and it's all these things that kind of like came together in my head. I'm like, Oh, this seems like an obvious thing that I should do. Just kind of like a, and yeah. a live stream kind of like I can just do on my, without having to coordinate with anyone else outside of like when I bring in like a guest here and there, but, um, yeah. just kind of do it like, you know, just kind of trying to pick a time where I could do it consistently every week. And do it and like talk about all the things, you know, all these things that I need to, to talk about. Like, there's always all these things I want to discuss, whether it's like in my life or like uh, with movies or things I've watched that week or things I'm excited about and whatnot. And it's funny because the more I talk to people too, the more I've kind of realized, like, oh, you know, there's all these like 
like-minded people or people are like kind of going through some of the same experiences or similar experiences who can relate. I'm like, well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so kind of part of the idea of those two is I'm like, well, it's kind of funny because I'm still trying to find t- more time to work on all these pre-existing projects. So it's kind of, kind of a joke in my head where I'm like, Oh, of course, like might as well add one more thing to the mix. But part of the idea is like, <laughs> is like not overthinking yeah. it and just kind of like getting up there live and doing it. Uh, and it kind of com- it would kind of combine like a few things that I've been interested in over the years in a way that I'm like, okay, well this, I could actually make time. I think for this, like, you know, once I get the setup going like the one hour a week and just not edit it and just like stream it live and then like put it, publish it. And like, that's it. Um, yeah, I can see the value of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could use something like that. Something that just, yeah, because all these things like, you know, as you know, all these things and for good reason, they, they, you know, they, they take time. Like everything we do, like takes, takes time. And I think I need something in the mix, like another, like microphone, so to speak, or, you know, I, um, what's, I can't think right now, but <laughs> another like, uh, this is a great audition for my podcast, by the way. I'm even like, I can't think right now. <laughs> I can't find the words right now, but like another like megaphone it's or whatnot, good. another platform from which I can like, you know, just speak. Yeah. Um, every week. And because I love like connecting with people that way too. And it was cool seeing like on their, on that live stream podcast, like people commenting and whatnot and them engaging with the people who are like commenting. I'm like, Oh, this is really fun. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that's, that's breaking news right there. You're the first to hear that I'm, uh, Sweet. I'm strongly considering doing that. But yeah, man. Oh, so I'm very honored. And, uh, cause it kind of can't, like, I had the idea, like, honestly, after I saw the shitty quarterly reports, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I just had so much to say. I'm like, I need, like, another avenue for, like, yeah. again, something I can do quickly where I'm going to always, you know, be making our movies and telling stories that way. I'm like, I need something too where I can say what I need to say with a little more immediacy. And, mm-hmm. um, that takes less time because I, I do all these things that take so much time. Um, but yeah. Just seeing something about that that low figure, I'm like, I'm like again after fucking all these years, and yeah. for that to be the first quarter, I'm like, all right, I <laughs> I need, I'm like, I need more of like a lightning bolt kind of situation here, like something like immediate, direct, and then like a platform for me for right fucking now, essentially, um, and something like very sounds low. like Kevin Smith. That's why Kevin Smith went so hard in the podcasting. Yeah, he was just tired of films taking so long to, yeah. to say things he wanted and to I'm, say yeah I'm, yeah exactly and very very obviously something with like very very low overhead um so yeah so i'm gonna keep you know obviously keep making the movies but i feel like i don't know i just have a good feeling when i think about the that live stream podcast i have a, a good feeling about it part of me is like i'm fucking stupid for like thinking about taking it like bringing in another thing into the mix but um most of me is like no that's a good. I might be stupid, but that's a. It's still a good idea. It still feels right. It's yeah. like, oh, all these things, like all these things that people have like said to me over the years, like hit into my head. Like, oh, wait a second. Like, I that's something I I could and should do. And plus, like, we're already working yeah. on these two pod. Like, um, well, you and I have our thing going. Matt and I have our thing going. And like, if I have another, thing, like, you know, all kind of like our podcast will obviously help shine a light on each other's once they're finally out there. And if I have another one where it's basically just a solo one for me. Um, again, with, like with occasional guests and whatnot, then like that will help as well. So yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, so all all, <laughs> all good stuff. So I want to hear. We got ten minutes, and then so I want to hear. Uh, you had a question for me, and also want to hear how your premiere went. Uh, the question is related to that, honestly. You know, my expectations with with the going online thing with <laughs> even though this is a good festival, my expectations were 
very low. Uh-huh. And even with my very low expectations, pretty disappointed overall mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. experience, to be mm-hmm. honest. I'm not yeah. trying to like pile on I know like film festivals are still figuring their stuff out. Yeah. Especially with the online things and it's a it's a whole other thing. Even with that being said though, I sort of feel like really like dropped the ball on some like obvious things mm-hmm. and um uh there's still some good things coming out of the, the the experience i've gotten a couple of good bits of feedback which are nice you know and um got a nice uh review written not from a big publication or anything like that but any nice review that somebody that's takes the time to to write out is great yeah that's uh, awesome. also got approached by a, a a pretty good distributor for the film um that we're we're in talks with so we'll see on that one um so those are those are all the good things but in terms of the experience of the festival and i will say too i I was we were we were online for like 17 days i think was and i was busy for a lot of that so i didn't have time to super like dive in and interact and that that's on me don't get me wrong but even when i got around to, to to taking the time to to interact like it just wasn't a good experience. And I know you've done the online thing a couple times now with your films. Have you felt pretty over or underwhelmed with the online festival experience and the times you've done it? Honestly, that was my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've only done it one, was it more than once? Man, it's such a blur. Um because the party <laughs> was, was with the cold feet. Uh, honestly, I don't know like I didn't feel disappointed because I wasn't really I didn't really know how to gauge it, you know, as far as I wasn't checking, like, because when, when you're in the theater, you know, you can look around and see how many people are there. Um, or, you know, you can, if you wanted to, you could ask, like, beforehand, like, you know, how many tickets have been sold or whatever. But with that, like, yeah. I don't, I, I didn't, since it wasn't, you know, happening anywhere where I was present, I just kind of didn't really, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how it went, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also, guess, yeah. yeah. I've also yeah. had festival screenings too. Like I've had plenty of festival screenings that were live that I didn't attend because I, you know, you can't travel everywhere. And so usually, I, I mean, I didn't ask like, especially in cities where I don't know anyone, like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like I've never asked like, how did it go or whatever? So I guess I just felt really, uh, disconnected from those in a way, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not there. And so I, I just hope that it went well. And sometimes I'll get like, I'll, someone will reach out like who was there and watched it or whatever. And that's cool. So then I'm like, okay, this person saw it and whatnot. And they had a a positive reaction to it. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. So it's just a very different thing for me. Um, Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. Yes, that's it. You know, I mean, to me, I guess that some obvious things that weren't done is like the platform is kind of, was kind of hard to use. Like people had to go to through multiple steps to try and, watch the film basically like they have to go to their platform then they have to like create an account and then they have to like buy a ticket to the film and then they have to click watch the film Mm -hmm. um it's it's so you know it's not it's not a really you know greased experience um another thing was like there was no like if you go to our film page or any of the film pages there's no like there's not a lot of credits on the page. There's not a lot of information about the film. There's not no link to like external websites or accounts or anything like that. Mm. And so, yeah. Um, 
relatedly, like I wanted to network with the other filmmakers, right? But there was no information put out on how to contact yeah. the other filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. So like, like uh, you know, I went through the process of like, okay, this is a film that's screening also. Let me, I had to Google the film and then like try and track down social media handles and like, you know, that's right. a very hit or miss or whatever. You know, there wasn't any like clear way for me to network with other filmmakers because there's no contact info anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotcha. And, you know, they had like an online kind of like lounge or whatever through some uh, like Zoom type app. But every time I went there, it was completely empty. You know, and it was just it, it's just a lot of things like this. I don't know. It just didn't seem like they put a lot of thought into like the experience of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, conspiracy theory me makes it like I think is a for profit festival. And conspiracy theory me makes like it makes me think, oh, is this just a way for them to kind of like leverage the networks of all the films they got in to like carve a little bit of extra profit out from themselves or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just maybe it is just what it is. We still have the live version um, coming up uh, oh, in that's, August. That's about to ask. OK, so your your live screening is not until August. Yeah, yeah. See, then that's another thing, too. They have weird branding and stuff. It's like the online version was called, but it's still, but they still have a live screening in August. Uh, And even like you weren't going to a website to watch the platform. You were going to this Creatix, which was the company that was running the platform. You know, it's just lots of like, and then the the most damning one is I asked them for numbers, like, because we in theory, have a revenue share with them in that we're supposed to get 50% of the ticket. Oh, tickets. I didn't know that. Th- oh, that's different, which too. Is, I haven't been a part of that. So, as far see, as a yeah, film which, which is in Yeah, which in theory is cool and definitely is a motivating factor. The thing is, you have to get to a minimum of 100 tickets sold for them to pay you out, 101 tickets sold. Uh, and then when I asked them for numbers on how we were doing, like, because I wanted to know about halfway through, I was like, okay, how have our how's our marketing gone? Like, are we getting butts in the seats essentially, you know? And I asked them for the numbers and they weren't willing to provide any numbers and I know they have them. So that makes uh, me suspicious as well. Um, I gotcha. So, yeah, mm. I mean, um, you know, uh, definitely lucky to be a part of such a good film festival. Gratitude for that. We've got other festivals going, coming up. We're lucky for that too. But I'd say overall, this online experience with it was, uh, honestly, my my feeling going into it was that I wish we didn't have to participate in the online aspect, and mm. like that's that's a that's that's how I feel now. I honestly wish it just didn't happen, and that we had we had been able to just yeah. wait until we had a live screening. Yeah, so. yeah, I hear you. Sucks. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. You know, it's not, it's lesson learned. It's not the end of the road for the film or anything like that. Of course but not. I guess I'm a little, I'm a little extra rankled too because we had to pass on a really good film festival. Uh, yeah. Because, because they insisted that we be a part of this online portion as a premiere. Oh, um, Yeah. That sucks. You know, I'm, I'm, we made the, you know, we made the best decision we could at the time. It was the right thing to do at the time, but I'm a little, I'm a little miffed at the festival that they seemingly didn't put a lot of thought or effort into the online platform. And, um, 
and and forced us to participate in it essentially kind of like held a gun to our head oh that's another aspect too they didn't seem to really do any marketing for the online festival like they did social media posts and stuff uh-huh. and it seems like there but like i was doing and my friend was doing online searches for like articles about and about the online platform and there wasn't anything like there was just a couple like blog posts from really small outlets but there wasn't anything in any like journals or papers or anything like that um it didn't seem like they were really marketing it at all so yeah um i don't know you know i don't i, I don't know just I, I guess a data point it's disappointing but um i think uh i was that's why i was curious like you about your experience with the online stuff is because I, I, I get the sense that maybe this is closer to the standard for these online festivals than it is that yeah. this is an outlier. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it just feels, it's just a totally different thing to me. And hopefully like your live screening will, will go well. Hopefully have a good experience there. And again, I think yeah, part of it's yeah, too- I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not cool. have fun at a film festival, honestly. Yeah, that'll like be cool. a live in-person film festival. <laughs> that'll, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, all right, buddy, I gotta hop off. This has been great. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll message you on Slack. I was just real quick. I I was thinking we should start putting out podcast episodes when we can. Um, so yeah, that sounds good. And then also want uh, yeah get get things going more too with our. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about our 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 other business as well. Um, yeah, creative consulting. Like, I think we should definitely get that, <laughs> get that going. Um, yes, yes. I'll message you about it though. I don't want to keep you any longer. And let's let's talk more soon. Yeah, let's talk more. And then yeah, I'll, I'll hit you back on on Slack. I'll get some 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 thoughts out there and respond to what you send today and tomorrow. And uh, we'll try to get that going more and get the communication going more more frequently. And uh, cool. Yeah, dude. All right, buddy. Sounds good, man. Thanks, good, man. Good talking. Have a Appreciate good one, man. You. you too, man. Take care. You too. Bye. All right, that wraps it up for episode twenty-nine. Alan, lead us yes. off. You got some. You got some thoughts on all that stuff that you heard, man. Like I touched on in the in the intro, I'm just kind of glad. <laughs> I'm just kind of uh, glad to have gotten through a lot of these things. I mean, you know, there's always you know sources of frustration of course in any of these endeavors and whatnot but um yeah the specific things i was going through at that point in time that were um some of those things were causing frustration and a lot of anxiety stirring up a lot of anxiety at that point uh have been resolved or there's now yeah i'm I'm in a much better space with all that so yeah it's it was pretty crazy just to just a year and a half ago but a lot has uh a lot has changed for the better since then so um but but yeah no, so it was, I, I, yeah, it's good to go back and listen to all that. What about you? Thoughts? Perspective? You know, it was good to hear and kind of reprocess things. It was like a, an update for me on your journey. Um, and then for me personally, like I still feel the sting of how that festival premiere went. And I'm like, I need to mm-hmm. fucking finish another movie so I can rewrite this stuff in my brain. Um, because even though some great things have come out of the 12 months festival run i still feel a bit uh taken and advantage of and 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 uh, definitely disappointed with the 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 premiere festival we had but you know this this is all this is all part of it it's all part of the journey this is ups and downs and i mean as as much as that part is a disappointment like i'm still so fucking proud of 12 months and hopefully we're getting it out into the world here soon 
And I've I've made so many connections and learned so much in that experience that overall I feel amazing about the film. It's just there's parts of it that obviously the mistakes I made, but I also I, I guess the parts that feel bad most often are the things I feel like people took from me, you know, or took from the experience. Yeah. Uh, and you know, but that's I, I made choices along the way too, so it's not it's not all on them. Yeah, and I. I so your point, I like I, I like that you know of course like now what what remains now is like your is the work itself and how you the positive feelings that you have for the work itself because that's the thing like all these like all these specific negative things that we're talking about quote unquote negative things or sources of disappointment what have you like all that shit ultimately like you know falls by the wayside and what's left is like if you're doing work that you're proud of if you're doing it for reasons that you can stand behind you know then that's what remains like certain things might stick in your craw like a little bit here and there but but they don't um they don't cloud the whole experience right what remains is that yeah the feeling of fulfillment and the joy that you have for creating the work and then uh giving it a chance to connect with people so all the other all the bullshit is more than worth it because all that stuff kind of you know you go through it it sucks for a little bit but then it, that stuff goes away and yeah. what, what remains is um is what you you know set out to do in the in the first place so what happened to your live stream podcast Oh, dude, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, that's the thing. Like at the time, like, uh, yeah, I just felt like I'll never forget the specific feeling that I had, like when I I saw that first Coley report, and it really did feel like I think I felt like my stomach drop a little bit, and I really wanted to have like another venue outlet, what have you, at that time, and I would still like to do that. But the thing is, like, I've just got like. I mean, things have always been really busy, but I've gotten even so much busier <laughs> since then all around. Like right after that, too, is when certain gigs started really picking up a lot. And I started doing the the post coordinator gig as well for over a year now. So and then I was, you know, um, uh, new baby and everything and, and like working on the project, writing the script. So basically all this other stuff kind of like took precedent over that. Like what I still am I still entertain that idea? Like I honestly don't really think about that much anymore. But at this point, because there's no room for it at this point. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, maybe down the road. I still like the idea. It's just there's there's absolutely no way whatsoever I could work it into my life right now. Yeah, like, I mean, I was thinking about it. And I also like, don't have the desire to try to right now. It's, yeah. not, it's not a pressing thing right now. If at one point it, it fits my life and whatnot, then I'll, I'll consider it. Because I still like the concept, but yeah. Well, and I was thinking, I was like, man, if Alan has another extra hour per week, we should just be doing like a live stream for I don't. story life. That's the thing. That, you know, that's no, what no, you no, but that's like, you don't, <laughs> But I'm like, that you don't have that. Because I think there would be benefit in, like, that's one potential way we could, like, grow our audience would be doing live stream type stuff. Um but yeah, you would don't have yeah, the that, time for that. If that <laughs> live stream thing were ever to happen, like I'm talking about, it'd probably be like in a few years, kind of thing. There are other things that are more that are more pressing that I need, like pro, you know, that I need to get done uh, before that. But anyway, at that point, I remember like really feeling this, this desire to have something like that. It's just um, you know how these things go; like things have to be prioritized, and sometimes something that feels like what you, you know a good idea at the moment, like you have to like back burner it or just like discard it altogether, and you just move forward. So, but yeah. In that moment, I really wanted that <laughs> at my disposal. But anyway, um, but in lieu of having that live stream, if you want, <laughs> if you want to reach out, smooth segue, you can contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com, where you will find so much more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants. 
for fellow artists, as well as links to our Patreon and social media pages. We love doing the coaching. We love supporting you guys. So please, uh, through any means necessary, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys, whether it's for a free 30-minute consultation or whether just some casual questions about filmmaking or the creative process. Uh, you can reach out to me most easily on Twitter and Instagram. Just Google my name, Clinton Cornwell. There's not a lot of me out there, so you'll find it. You'll find it. Yes. I highly recommend Googling that gentleman there. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner, A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R, and on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. If you want to check out some of my recent films, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube. And some of my other movies are available on several platforms, including Save Yourself and Act One on Tubi. And we got lucky in Bad Bad Men on Amazon. Also, Being Awesome is now available on Tubi, Vudu, and the Roku channel. So check that one out on any of those fine platforms. Please. <laughs> Alan, Alan needs to feed his children. Yes. As we were reminded during the, the this episode. Don't worry, they continue to be fed quite well. They're uh, they're doing they're doing fine. And they're thank you fine. to our editor. <laughs> The lovely, charming, beautiful Mr. Wow. Mike Jimenez for his wonderful work. Radiant. I would I would add radiant. And thanks to our families and friends for all their support. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, folks, we have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe and join us next week. This has been Clinton Cornwell. <laughs> Sound like a question. Join us next week, maybe. Uh, and Alan C. Gardner. With Story Life. All right. I said my name with confidence, at least. <laughs> no upspeak at the end of that. All right. Thank you. Bye. Uh, all Talking right. shit about Sundance Film Festival. Um, all right. Let's do this.